Hey everyone, this is Dr. Tim Cummings. And this is Dr. Jess Cummings. And this is the Healthy Kansas City Podcast. All right, guys, today we have an awesome interview with Chad Austin of Priority Fitness. Chad is one of our best friends uh, in the fitness and health community, and he is just a prolific um, healthcare provider. Um, he's a great personal trainer. He's written a best-selling book called Make Fitness a Priority, How to Win the Fight Against Your Excuses. He is the co-founder of Be Fit for Life, Johnson County, which is a group for all fitness levels, um, led by a variety of fitness professionals. He's been recognized as a top 10 personal trainer, one of the biggest influencers in the health and fitness space in Kansas City. Um, he's just a really dynamic author, speaker, and trainer. And this conversation was so much fun. I think it really hit us in the heart because being business owners, physical therapists, moms and dads, husbands and wives, like we could find a ton of excuses and reasons why, you know, we should cut our exercise sessions short or not exercise altogether. And we hear that from a ton of our clients. Um, Chad just really cut through all of that though, because he's seen and heard, heard it all and talked about ways that we can really make fitness a priority. Like he talks about, it was a really, I think, inspirational talk. And I don't throw that term around lightly because I don't really look for inspiration in my days. I feel like I'm pretty self-motivated, but yes, you are. Yeah. (laughs) Even with that said, the things that Chad said, you know, really hit home just in terms of the challenges that we all face, especially in this season, um, in in our city and in our, our country and culture. So I think, you said, you know, we get that question from just about every single client. You know, yeah. we're trying to encourage our clients to either stay active, get more active, get active, period. And and we encounter a lot of those questions and comments. Well, my work schedule is too busy. I travel a lot. I've got young kids. I don't have time and on and on and on. So um, Chad just has really fantastic tips on any of those excuses, really, he's got ways to get around that and not in a sneaky way per se, but just in a way that, you know, how do you stop letting life manage your health and how do you really make fitness a priority and kind of fit that into your daily routine? So um, you guys are really going to enjoy this. Give it a listen and we'll see you next week. All right, guys, welcome to the Healthy Kansas City Podcast. We are excited to have you all here with us today, and this is going to be a great interview. Today, we've got Chad Austin, who is the owner of Priority Fitness, which was named after your first book, right, Chad? Uh, yes, it was. Yes. Yeah, welcome, man. Yeah, we're, thank we're, you uh, for coming and joining us today. We're super excited um, to chat with you, so. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, my pleasure, of course. Yeah. So, yeah, I I mean, we have, we've had dinner together, we've trained together, you've kicked my butt in the gym. Um, <laughs> we we know you pretty well, but for like all of our listeners, can you give us like first just a little bit of background like where you know, kind of how you got started in this fitness game and then how you got to the point you're at now, which I mean, you're you're a very dynamic um, gym owner. You're not the typical guy who's just like putting the work up, workout up on the board and saying like, get after it. It's a little deeper mm-hmm. than that. So we'd love to hear about that. Uh, absolutely. Uh, well, I've been, I was a PE teacher and coach for three years out of college, actually, and uh, thought that was a 
what I was supposed to be doing, but I just kind of ended up stumbling across personal training and it ended up being a much better fit for me. And so just kind of things um, paved the way for that, like it, like it does in life. And I've, I've been doing that ever since. I've been a personal trainer for over 15 years now in Kansas City. I uh, started for four years at a gym as an employee. And then I started Chad Austin Fitness in 2010. And I pulled the trigger and opened my own business, uh, Priority Fitness, in 2015. And so we're on the fifth year here um and so yeah like you said i'm a little bit i may be a little different than most gyms and i I think the reason that is is uh just how i've evolved as a trainer i think uh well priority fitness got its name from my book make fitness a priority and uh to me what make fitness a priority what it means is what it what uh really what our purpose as fitness professionals me as a trainer you guys as therapists what our goal is is to help people get long-term success and so much about fitness and the personal training industry these days is about helping people get short-term goals, helping people solve the short-term goals that they come to the door with. And because everyone has this deep desire for instant gratification right now. And that really is, that's what we're fighting. And so what make fitness a priority means, it's about, it's, it's about making this where it's, it's, not, it's, it's helping people stop starting over. And so it's helping people make this a long-term thing. Everything we do is, about make, is, is something that can be a behavior going forward. It can be something that stays in your life. And so that's kind of what we do here. Just every habit, every, whether it be exercise, nutrition, accountability, um, that's what Priority Fitness is about. Mm, that's that's super cool man and i think that resonates with us i think that's why we hit it off so well was like we're doing the same thing like you mentioned in our um you know practice as physical therapists you know you see that same thing in medicine where it's the band-aid approach you know it's like we're going to treat the surface level problem and you know we'll just see how this works and you never really get to the root cause of you know in physical therapy like where's your pain coming from or like Mm. you're talking about in fitness you know we see that a lot too where like people don't have a a deeper purpose behind what they're doing, you know, and if they're only looking at kind of the surface level, it's like, it's hard to sustain that long term. So that's, yeah, yeah, that, that's really cool. And that's, you know, one of the many reasons that we love, love being friends with you and working beside you. So um, tell us a little bit about like, you know, what it's like coming into your gym. If like you're a first time client you know if somebody's coming in and they're like man what is priority fitness for me like what what's that process in terms of how you get to know people and and kind of you know not only make them feel welcome but really kind of like you're talking about it's like um you know get to that deeper level with them yeah well that what's good about uh, having a private studio is that it, it does take away a little bit of the intimidation. Get, get walking in the door, the, the heaviest weight in the gym, I, 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 people heard people say this before, the heaviest weight in the door is, the heaviest weight in the gym is the front door. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's, a, whoever came up with that, that's a good one. Because at mm-hmm. that first time coming in the gym, it's, it, for a lot of people, that's the hardest step. And some people, it's, they try, have attempted that several times before they pull it off. Uh, but making this a private studio where there's no members, there's no a lot, not a lot of people. It's just the client and the trainer that makes it a little bit easier. It's a lot more one-on-one and intimate. It's just about you. And so that's one thing I've definitely learned in fitness. It's not uh, fitness is not one size fits all. 
everybody has their own thing. I, we train people. We have people here that are trying to get stronger. We have people here that are trying to lose weight. We have people here that just want to look and or just want to feel better moving and be able to move without pain. And so we have all across the board, we have different people and everybody's comfort level is different. It's our job is just to make this a part of your life in the best, most comfortable way we can. Um, to, to expand on that, along with uh, it being more intimate, so it's less intimidating when you first walk in, it's just you and your trainer who's going to greet you at the door with a smile. Um, but it's also, we also have a built a community and which you guys, I'm happy to say are a part of our make fitness a priority meetup group the make fitness a priority community was developed uh, about five years ago. Um, a chiropractor who would probably eventually be on you guys' show, but a uh, mm -hmm. Maltuska chiropractic, um, he, Kelly Baltuska that he started the meetup group with me that started out as a running club and just kind of evolved from there into a meetup group. But our whole idea was as, as we started our own business and started being more uh, uh, fitness professionals independently, we wanted to build that community again. And so mm. what the community does, it's there's no prerequisite. The way we like to describe it is there's no prerequisite as far as a fitness level or uh conditioning age anything like that the only mm -hmm. criteria is that you want to improve your life through through fitness and so we have a wide variety and a very diverse group um and it's just something as full of fitness professionals like us that are enthused about helping people and we just do as many workouts and lessons and talks as we can to try to help people mm -hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And it, yeah, your your meetup group is really cool. I I would definitely encourage people to try that out. That Saturday morning workout when we get back into that state where that that's full fledged. You know, it the thing that I really love about that is it's a bunch of people who are very friendly, and the way you lead those classes too, I think it is re it really stand stood out to me from the the aspect of like it's not the the typical gym goer is thinking like you know all right three two one go or like the clock goes on for my workout and my brain shuts off it's like we're having conversations we're you know seeing exercise demonstrations we're you know hearing tips from you you know or suggestions from you and it's like a much more interactive experience it's not just that you know the guy walks in with his like hoodie pulled up and you know, he's going to go in the corner and he's going to like grunt and he's going to like bang weights and like nobody wants to come mm -hmm. over and talk to him. It's like an open, you know, gym environment. And it's, it's super friendly. You've created such a, a cool community over there. You, you yeah. definitely deserve some credit for that. Oh, so, thank you. That That's, that's really one thing we're most proud of is just, it's a very welcoming group. Mm -hmm. And so for, for people that are have a tough time coming the first time, I know on, on meetup groups, sometimes it's hard to, you can talk, you can RSVP and then talk yourself out of actually coming several times just because there's so many things that'll go through your head from the moment you RSVP to two days later when the event is. Yeah. And, or, and so many ways you can psych yourself out. But I can I know several times when I've been preparing Saturday mornings and I've been, I've been a little behind getting stuff ready and someone new will walk in the door. But then before I even get a chance to hurry up and get over there, three or four members of the group has already came over and, and introduced themselves, introduced them to other people. It's just, it's a very welcoming group and I'd hardly ever does someone come and not come back. And so that, that's, that's a good thing. And it, it's, it's definitely a, a, always different fitness levels uh, a wide range of people when when we have our workouts and so it's not just for the most fit and it's not just for the beginners it's for everybody yeah yeah it's it's awesome for sure i think that's sometimes the biggest hang up with people they don't want to walk into a gym because they're intimidated 
by everybody else there that they assume is super fit, has been going a long time, you know, people that are trying to get in the swing of it. Um, so I think just the community aspect is huge. People that are welcoming and friendly that aren't being intimidating themselves is huge because I hear that from my clients a lot of the time. Like if they're not super active and I'm trying to encourage them, like, hey, you have this injury because you don't train for life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I need you to get in the gym. I need you to find some sort of physical practice so that you prevent this from happening again, so that you can play with your grandkids. You can run that marathon. You can go to the gym and not hurt yourself and feel confident. Like those are all huge things that people have some sort of practice. And so I think, you know, an environment like that and the culture like yeah. that is just phenomenal. So yeah, that, that environment, I mean, I, I, I know that, I mean, it's so important to me just because of my, of how I am myself. I mean, I'm very introverted and shy person. I've had to really come out of my shell to be the best fitness professional I can be. Uh, but to be able to, uh, I mean, if, if, if only we didn't have the fear of what people think or, or fear of being judged, <laughs> imagine what we would do in this world. Right. I mean, Absolutely, so, it's, man. If, yeah. so in the environment, being able to set that environment, that the help, uh, ease that, that, uh, coming into something outside your comfort zone is huge. Mm. And mm -hmm. the other question I have for you is on those Saturday morning meetups, because Tim is gone. I haven't, I would have been there already if we didn't have three kids. Typically one of us needs to stay with our children. <laughs> Oh, I, don't, I mean, we could leave them home. We, we could do that. I don't know. I'm, I'm hearing some excuses come out now. <laughs> um, but how do you get around the um, varied fitness levels with a group like that? Because typically you're not doing group training, right? When people come in, it's the individual training. So and when you have those meetups, what are your strategies for training a wide variety of fitness levels? Uh, well, I mean, it's really not as hard as you would think. I mean, you think every, it's really just about progression and regression. So I think mean, every exercise can get a lot harder. Every exercise can get a lot easier. And so we always, we basically have it set up to where it's, it's not stations anymore. We all do the same intervals and I'll just show the, the heart. I'll show the version I want, but then I'll show several versions that are easier. So if someone maybe doesn't have the same range of motion or a squat or a lunge or the, the impact of a jump they don't want, then we can change those and take those out. Or if they, um, if they don't have quite the core strength to be able to do a full setup, they can do a crunch or, you know, it, there's so many ways that, that we can do the same workout and have one person be doing the ninja, ninja warrior level exercise and another person do, doing the beginner for step one exercise of it. And so, it, but it's still the same workout and, it, and it's really, no one even notices. Uh, I mean, if I, if I can step back every time and take a video, I can see how everyone's doing a little bit different version, but I mean, everyone, everyone is still just, uh, just, it's just them against themselves. Really. It's not, uh, no one notices what anybody else is doing. Uh, so that's the kind of good part about it. It's just, and it's just something that as you come back, you always get better. And so it's a, it's a, something that every time you come back, you get a little bit better doing, thinking of it that way with just a progression, regression mindset. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's so smart. You know, that you've got it set up like that. That's one of the many reasons I love coming in there. You know, it's just, you meet, you always meet people where they're at, you know? So mm. it, I think that's just, you know, really the sign of a good gym, like you said, where mm. it's not just, it's the same workout, but it's also accommodating enough that everybody can participate as well. So, and I love to hear that because I've heard from a number of clients over the years who go to a gym and they're, it's, it's group classes a lot of the time. And they're just taught to like push through the pain. Everyone has to do mm -hmm. the same thing. It's like such a, I don't know what the mentality, it's not everyone doing something different. It's everyone's competing with each other, which is not always a bad thing. 
However, as a PT, I'm like, oh my gosh, please don't push through pain. <laughs> this is why you're coming to see me. Like, yeah. you know, I think what you're showing, like all those modifications is huge and everybody kind of fighting against themselves, not so much the person next door. Like, hey, what, what weight did I do last week? Can I increase that for me? Not, can I do what so-and-so is doing across the circle here? Who's been maybe training 10 years longer. You know, that's not a good thing necessarily. So yeah, it's that comparison game, like you were talking about, you know, worrying about what other people think, comparing yourself to other people and really not having that mindset of just trying to be a better version of yourself the next day, you know, as opposed to like trying to be somebody else. So mm -hmm. that comparison game, it seems like it's built into us. I know for me, it's built into us as athletes. I read an article mm -hmm. just recently where they're talking about, you know, when I, when I was an athlete, I was a, I was a wrestler. And when I was always, you're, you're, we're taught when you're exhausted in between periods, not to bend over and put your hands on your knees and rest that mm. way because then you're mm -hmm. showing weakness and then everyone else can see it. <laughs> yeah. And so I, and I always remember that when I'm, when I remember my coaches saying that when I'm trying to rest in between stuff now and my trainer called me out on it, Jess called me out on it, <laughs> but it's like, I just recently had an article there talking about that, how they were saying it's better to recover on your knees like that so you can get better breath. And yeah. but uh, uh, since they posted that article, athletes everywhere are coming out against that, saying, no, that's wrong because <laughs> you, you're showing weakness if you do that. But yeah. it's just the mentality that, we have. Because Tim and I teach breathing so much. That's the thing that's yeah. missing with a lot of people. They don't know how to breathe. And I'm like, your muscles mm -hmm. need oxygen. You have to learn to breathe during your exercises, sure. between your like recovery breaths. But I saw that. Mm -hmm. It must have been from you. I was like, where did I see that? I read that article recently. So I'm glad you said that. And I've actually been practicing that. I think that's more of a natural <laughs> thing for me to do. Like, I don't necessarily think about like, oh, I'm showing weakness. Now, granted, I'm in my home gym alone most of the time. So, you know, don't let your, you don't want your opponent to know you're tired. Right, <laughs> right. right. So, yeah, there's like that's that competition mentality. There's something to that, though. And I've been practicing that the last couple of weeks and being intentional about that position. It makes a huge difference. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a. I think there's there's a big piece of that, which you know, I know you delve into quite a bit, Chad. Just the mindset side of like, why are you going to the gym? What are you trying to accomplish when you're there? Like, are you just there to get sweaty, or are you trying to build like a a more resilient version of yourself, a better version of yourself? Are you trying to build some mental toughness or things like that? Like that that I think is just like something like you you really delve deeply into. So maybe that gives us an opportunity to kind of transition into like some of your like speaking that you do and some of the books that you've written as well. Like tell us, I'm kind of jealous because man, I've got like a thousand ideas a week that I come up with. And like, I've thought about writing a book before, but I haven't written like one page. And it's like, you're, how many books have you written now? I think you're on your third or fourth. The third, yeah, the one that's uh, that's coming out that you graciously wrote the forward for. I mean, me and Jess both love the forward, by the way, too. You did great. Thanks, so whenever man. you get around to writing that book, it's going to be great. It's a great um, read, man. He is a fantastic <laughs> writer. Don't ever ask me to write anything. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. So yeah, the the other Jess in my life, my my girlfriend Jess, she uh, she's a great writer too. But sometimes it takes someone else telling you that before you admit it to yourself. <laughs> but, uh, but I think, well, you know, a lot of my books have kind of sprung from a series, so like Make Fitness a Priority, um, the way it came about was just uh, me evolving as a trainer. So I'd like, we talked about um, people train our clients coming to us. I could, I could hear in your voice at the beginning when you're talking about in physical therapy that you could really relate to 
you know, our clients getting results with us only for us to see them only be temporary results and then mm -hmm. have them come back. And so I, I think for the first several years of my career, I watched clients come to me and get great results, but the, only to see them go away because we didn't plan past the event we were training for. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, just learning that it, it's a, making it a long-term success, make fitness a priority. Oh, and I, I knew I was going to write that book. What I did was I did a poll. And so I did an online poll and my poll question was just simply, what are your top priorities in life? And when I asked that, the majority of people answered by saying family and career. And then like faith was the popular answer too, but by far family, career, the top ones out of all the people I took, nobody said fitness, nobody said health and fitness. And, and I, I did a lot of research on it. And the reason is, is just because it's always in our mind, fitness is always the thing we're going to get to later. Because we always have all these obstacles, all these excuses while we can't get to it now. So we're always putting it off to the day we think we're going to have more time. And then the problem with that way of thinking is, is that that day never comes because there's always <laughs> excuses. We always have reasons. We, it's always easy to find reasons to skip our workout or validate going through the drive through And mm -hmm. so what my goal was, I wanted people to change the way they think. And I wanted them to think of more of the balance of what their priorities are in life and how to, and so as life changes and our obstacles change, making sure that, you know, the most important things, because if I would have changed the way I asked the question, if I would have asked, what are some things that would improve your quality of life? At that mm -hmm. question, people would say health and fitness. And so it's mm -hmm. like, when I speak, my goal is not to convince people that exercise and nutrition are important because I, I know I've been doing this long enough. I know everyone knows that. But what they don't realize, and my goal as a speaker is to help people realize that even though they're busy and they have all these challenges and stuff going on in their life, they can still make fitness a priority right now. And if they do, their whole life will be better. So I mean, just getting them to kind of change their focus where family, family, career, faith now, fitness later, but mm -hmm. to keep that priority important and keep it right now also and just figure out how it best fits in your life. That's really where my, the whole model of all my writing comes from, just how I can keep people understanding how their life changes, you know, whether, I mean, we, and when life changes and we have less time, the, the priority that suffers is always our health. And so whether it be we get a promotion, we get married, we have a kid, we move, we get divorced, whether it's a good change or bad change, the change always, our health suffers first. And so mm -hmm. if we can, but our family, our career, those things are always going to be all right because we make those more important. But if we can just learn to keep our balance with our health as a top priority also, um, then I feel like we're, we're, we're solving our, we're, we're stopping ourselves from having to deal with a lot of pain and agony and having to start over all the time. And so, I mean, that's really my goal as a writer, just to figure just everything I write. And so the last book that we're getting right, that's going to be uh, coming out in July that you wrote the forward for that one's just a different approach. It's like 30 tips, knowing that mm -hmm. you can't change everything at once, but it's mm -hmm. just um, little things at a time that you can kind of change and make habit. Um, mm -hmm. But something that you can stick with you and not just be a temporary thing in your life. Well, I think what people don't realize, like you were saying that the primary response was work and family. Well, you can't do those things if you don't have your health or at least not very well. Right. And, and that's what Tim and I see on our side of things when people have been injured, they're in chronic pain or acute pain. That's usually like, we're trying to dig into the, well, why are you here? I have shoulder pain. Yes but why does that matter? <laughs> you know, what does that thing prevent you from doing? Like, that's the reason why they're coming to see us. It's not just their shoulder. It's, well, now I can't play catch with my son 
or yeah. no, I can't do my sport, which that's my stress relief or, you know, like those things, that's huge. Like that matters. And I think people don't realize that, like you said, they think, well, you know, fitness, and eh, I'll just let it go for a little while. But what happens when your poor health and your poor fitness is now impacting your quality of life because you can't play with your kids now or your mm. kids who are younger than you want to go be active and you would love to do that thing with them that they want to do, whether it's playing outside or hiking in the park. I mean, there's so many things that, you know, families love to do together. It really stinks when you have somebody who is not in good shape or in good health and they can't participate, you know, that, that then impacts your family life. And not everybody has, like, I would say the majority of our clients have desk jobs. So I understand not everyone has a physical job, but man, if your job is physical, there you go. Like you have to train because you, that is your sport and mm -hmm. you are eventually going to get injured from repetitive use injuries or, you know, all sorts of things, you know, with physical labor related jobs that people don't think about either. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the, um, I would say technicians, people in field work that we see, they have no physical practice. Yeah, well, and they're like, coming injured. Yeah, high-level professionals. We see mm -hmm. dentists, we see physicians, we see nurses. You know, um, who? Yeah, you would think it's like, well, you guys are in healthcare, you know what the right thing to do is. But it's like there, there is. I think there's this underlying assumption, like you mentioned, Chad, that it's just like, well, I'll get to that later, or it's like mm -hmm. I should be able to figure this out on my own because I'm in healthcare. So it's like, yeah, I mean, why can't yeah, I do this? on my own. And I think that's the, the beautiful thing about like, you know, having friends like you, um, who, you know, really kind of, I call it holding the line, you know, you really planted your flag and said, you know, like, Hey, this is important. And like, even people who are saying that, you know, my family is important. My career is important. I think what underlies that you could look at those things is just like, those are top level things, but what allows you to have a healthy family life? with your spouse, with your kids, what allows you to be productive at work. It's having a body that's well-trained, that's well-fed, that's well-rested, like all of those things kind of fall into that physical prep and training category. And I think people think just because like Jess said, you know, they get out of like high school or college and they're not playing their sports. They're like, well, I don't have a sport to train for. It's like, man, life is really physically challenging. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. I think about the heavy car seat. I mean, our kids are a little older. Our youngest is four. We have four, six and eight. Um, and it's interesting because now like they're all pretty self-sufficient, but man, car seats are heavy. They are heavy when they're little, they need to pick them up all the time. And thankfully I have not had a lot of problems postpartum or during pregnancy, but I have treated a lot of friends and a lot of yeah. moms. <laughs> and, and it's because, you know, like all those changes to your body, plus you add all the stuff and the things and the heavy kids. And if you don't lift correctly, and if you're not strong for your trunk and strong for your legs, like that matters. And, and that and it matters. And I think Tim, what you said earlier about the productivity piece, even if you don't have a physical job, but you mentally, you will be more productive if you are in better yeah. shape. People don't realize that, you know, if they have like Tim was saying nutrition on board and sleep. And then of course a good physical practice, like it, it does matter. Our mm -hmm. brain <laughs> is yeah, affected I by think, all uh, of those things. So it's just as much important for your mental health as it is physical health. Absolutely. I mean, it would, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, the most jobs these days are sedentary. And mm -hmm. so that, that's one obstacle just because they're not moving as much. So when you're in this, in leaning forward in a chair for hours, it's going to just eventually cause you lower back pain. Eventually yep. your days are numbered yeah. if, you're, if you're in there eight hours a day. 
Yeah. And so you got to be able to combat that because you don't you know. I mean, the leading cause of doctor visits, I don't know how long ago it was, but I remember reading that before that the leading cause of doctor visits was lower back pain at one point. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and which makes total sense to me. I don't, I don't uh, challenge that stat at all we, we but, wouldn't either so, <laughs> no, yeah. no uh, but uh i mean whether it be just combating making sure you're physically fit so you don't have to deal with back pain or you don't lose mobility as you get older or just the stress from that job where you're just constantly at a computer and have to deal with problems all day i mean all our jobs are stressful but i for me i mean it's almost more important for me to get my workouts in and to stay physically fit and uh, eat healthy for my anxiety depression or just my mood, my energy, everything. And so, I mean, I would, I, that's almost a stronger why for me than how I look. And so it's right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. And, yeah. and well, so, that, I mean, yeah, you can't even separate those things. I think though, like we're talking yeah. about, it's like, man, it's just inherent to who we are as physical, you know, beings. It's like our bodies are made to move. And mm. if you, you know, neglect that piece of your physiology, it's like, yeah, it's going to affect other systems. Like we're an integrated whole. We're not just these separate pieces where there's like, there's the work Tim and then there's the like gym Tim and then there's the dad Tim. It's like, man, all that stuff goes together. So, mm. Well, Chad, yeah. I am super excited to pick your brain. I mean, this is partly mm -hmm. selfish because I deal with this with clients a lot, but <laughs> all the knowledge you have on all the excuses people give, can you go through some of the big ones? Like what are a yeah. lot of big hangups for people that either are saying, well, I don't have time for this. I can't make this priority or this phase of life is hindering X, Y, and Z. I mean, we've had three kids, we've switched jobs, we've worked shift work. I mean, we, we get it. Like I can be very empathetic to my clients, mm -hmm. but you have so much knowledge on how to build in better habits. So yeah, yeah. I'd love to hear that, you know, go through some uh, of those common excuses and then what would you say to them? <laughs> yeah, I would love to. And, and when, basically in my book, my first book I came out. So I, I keep saying my numbers of books. I've had, I'm, I just did the third one that uh, Tim right. wrote the forward for me. And so that'll be, depending on when you're listening to this, that'll be early July. They'll come out. But so I have my first book. And real and then quick, I have a can we get that on book. Amazon? I want uh, yes. listeners to know where they can find it. Uh, yes, I'll, uh, I'll share with you guys a link. So if you're right. going to have a description yeah, uh, for we'll this, you can put the it there for sure. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and and so that's a that was a be that would be a good resource for you uh, if you're just starting out in fitness or you've been having a tough time keeping fitness part of your life long term. It'll be good. Um, yeah. But I guess in my first book, I have like a top ten list of excuses, and so like the, these are basically the excuses that we see coming. Uh, and so we and we know because we know because our history tells us these excuses always come up in our lives. And so I'll talk about a couple of those here real quick, and then I'll tell you about uh, how you deal with the ones that are curveballs, like you know having a stay-at-home order, like we like we have lately this year, yeah. or anything else that could happen. Of how you deal with those excuses that pop up, obstacles mm -hmm. that pop up. So the first one, the biggest ones that we always hear people say as fitness professionals, you guys probably back me up on this, is either I'm too busy, I'm too tired, I'm too bored. And so those are always the, the biggest ones. Um, and so the biggest one, I'm too tired, that's so, or I'm too busy, that's the one that's probably the most often. And I will tell you, I mean, other than keeping yourself more accountable and scheduling your workouts that you probably heard before, the biggest one that I think uh, people overlook is that most time when people say I'm too busy, what it really means is you're too, you're too busy to work out the way you used to. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and your life is different now you probably don't need to work out like you used to. <laughs> and so that's, yeah. that's, that's the thing. And so I, mean, I used to spend an hour and a half, two hours in the gym, five, six days a week. And I loved it. 
Uh, but then, you know, I went from being a single guy to, to having a girlfriend and, and, and living with someone and, and having, um, then going from having a, um, um, personal training as a working for a company to having my own company to then having my own company and trying to have another branch of it as a speaking and a writer and everything else. And so as things change, you just don't have as much time. And so this is a common thing I've had uh, clients. I always use an example over the years, uh, Josh, who's, uh, he's gone through this kind of yo-yoing effect a few times I would try to avoid their priority fitness where he, first time he came to me, he was, a, he's a teacher. It was his first time he had a teaching job and he gained all this weight, um, setting so much more and everything. And so we helped them kind of change his habits and he lost all this weight. And, uh, over the summer before his teaching started back up again. And then we had a plan in place when he went back to school. And then a couple years later, he reaches back out to me, he gained all this weight. Everyone, when, and when they gain all this weight and they come back to you, they're always a little bit ashamed almost. But it, every time that this happens where they lose, they lose weight, get results, and they eventually come back to you to help because they've lost these results and they need some help getting back on track again, something as big always happens in your life that's kind of made you lose balance. And so for Josh, the first time, it went from being a college student to his first job. And the second time he went from having a teaching job, but then being a head coach of a sport and having a teaching job. And then he went from, uh, from that to then being married, having a kid on the way, and then later being assistant principal. And so like every time he had more responsibility and just a big change in his life. And uh, so he, you can't, every time he came back, I would always tell him that we're not starting where we first met. We're not picking up where we left off. We're making a new plan now that fits the life you're living now. And so I think that's the, that's the way you overcome that excuse when people say they're too busy and that really what it means is I'm too busy to work out like I used to, then you have to reassess yourself and think about how much time do I have to work out right now? What makes the most sense for me? So maybe I don't work out an hour and a half, five days a week, but maybe I work out 30 minutes, three days a week right now. And that's, and that's, that doesn't mean it's less of a priority. You're still consistent and you're still holding yourself accountable. It just means fitness doesn't look the same for you right now as it did before. And that's fine. And so, Mm -hmm. but I would say anyone that says I'm too busy, I would challenge them to ask that when you say that, do you, do you really say you're too busy or you're saying you're too busy to work out like you used to? And that's, what's bugging me. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) I mean, I feel like that's a lot, like I haven't actually verbalized that before, but even for us, I mean, we have busier weeks. Our schedule is very flexible, which is a good and a bad thing. (laughs) I'm a very type A schedule oriented person, but even for me, sometimes it's a 20 minute workout. Mm. It's, I prefer to work out harder than that and longer, you know, but it's just, but it's okay. Like I moved today. I did some Mm. strength training today. Like and then maybe we went for a walk as a family after dinner. Like that's my exercise and that is perfectly fine. And some weeks I have more time and that's okay too. And I think that's just an awesome point. People mm-hmm. struggle with that. And I think people have in their minds, and I talked to a lot of women about this and I would love to hear both of you guys with like a strength coach background, um, your ideas on this, because my women have this idea that I have to work out really, really hard hit training for 60 minutes every day of the week in order to stay in shape. And they're actually tanking their hormones and they don't realize like, Hey, that might be too much for you. Or for somebody like me who has a history of autoimmunity. I mean, I'm a pretty good athlete, but man, like I, I can't work out that hard every day of the week. My body needs rest. So Mm -hmm. people don't realize that. And I think 
because they don't realize sometimes they're actually it's detrimental for their health if they overdo it too so yeah or it's an obstacle you know yeah. like you're talking about it's like it just stops them from even starting they're like you know they have that black and white it's either all or none and yeah. i think that that can be a, a real convenient excuse you know when people get challenged like you said that's such a common thing you know it's like well i don't have the time it's like well yeah let's look a little closer at that and like the scheduling mm -hmm. thing we've we've had that conversation i think with a couple other people on our podcast or maybe on a podcast i was on there asking us it's like yeah you're business owners you've got three kids you're you know physical therapists like how do you prioritize all these things and it's like man you got to write it down and schedule it out Talk you know? about every minute of the day yeah. set boundaries yeah <laughs> things that we we didn't do when mm -hmm. we were much younger and didn't have kids we didn't have to it would have been good if we had done it then but you know it's one of those you have to have an honest conversation with yourself sometimes because i mean i mm -hmm. i when i opened my studio as the last four or five years i've gotten where fitness, what what made sense for me for my fitness before doesn't make sense and it doesn't really fit in my life now and if i try to force it and make it fit then the other parts of my life are going to suffer like my relationships my mm. you know everything else and so it's just like if it doesn't you have just the honest question you have to ask yourself does it really fit in my life what i'm doing now or am i just being stubborn because i, I want it to <laughs> yeah no yeah. that's a good one and i'm glad you brought that up so yeah we got a little sidetracked there, but yeah, let's, let's go on. Cause that, that's one, but I know there's others that, that are very common. So. Yeah. Uh, well, the other, the big one I'll, I'll say that's uh, one we always see coming is people get bored. And so mm. if you do the same thing over and over again, eventually you're going to get, eventually it's just uh, the monotonous of it is going to get to you and, and it's going to be harder to come in, especially when your body gets used to it also, and then you stop getting the results. And so if you stop getting results, you're definitely not going to have the motivation to keep doing it. Mm. And so uh, the biggest lesson I had for this that I've used for years as a trainer was actually from my cooperating teacher when I was student teaching back when I was a teacher I was a student teaching for K through 6 PE and I was making a lesson plan for second grade tag and um, after about halfway through my student teaching time I was just I completely used all my brain cells to figure out all the tag games I could I felt like there's was, there's was no more like I was asking McQuart, what do I do I don't, I don't have any more ideas and she told me she said if you just change one little thing those kids will think it's a completely different game mm. and I've always used that every day I think since I've been a trainer it's like because our body responds the exact same way as so our mind if we change I mean really I mean people my clients will, will tell people when they ask about me that they feel like they've never get the same workout that they've been coming to me for years and never get the same workout and really mm -hmm. they do i just maybe i'll change the piece of equipment or i'll change the sets and reps or i'll change the order and so there's so many ways i mean i'm always working the same muscle groups but there's mm -hmm. so many ways we can change the variety or just change what we do i mean we can go from using cables to dumbbells from dumbbells to barbells from barbells to body weight exercises we can do you know instead of doing reps we could do intervals instead of doing cardio inside we could do it outside i mean there's there's so mm -hmm. many ways we can change we could just instead of doing bench press on mondays like everyone wants to we could do something else that day and do bench <laughs> press later and so there's so many ways you can just change it and that'll help not only hit and have you hit plateaus where you start where your body gets used to it but it'll stop you from getting bored and so and that, and that is so mm. important when you're trying to make this a lifelong thing I mean, there's, there's always going to be days when you don't want to work out and you have to kind of dig deep and push through those days, but mm -hmm. you can really cut them out if you, if you can kind of keep changing things up and stop your workout from getting boring. Yeah. So then you look forward to it. Yeah. You actually want to work out. So. Well, mm -hmm. and that, the thing that I love about that too, is like the simplicity, but how effective that is too. It's like you said, it's like, it doesn't have to be a completely different workout. 
It's like you could change mm-hmm. one thing or you could just change the modality. And like that goes back to the conversation we were have, having earlier about how do you build resilience? Like one of the things we're always looking at is like, do you have competency through a, a variety of like modalities, you know, or like circumstances? It's like you were just talking about, it's like, yeah, can you do band work? Can you do cable work? Can you do barbell work? Can you do dumbbell work? Can you just control your body weight? It's like all the more well-rounded you are, the more resilient you are as an athlete and as a person. So mm-hmm. I, I love that you've got that, that perspective and that, that approach as well. I think that really serves people well. Yeah. Well, and you can always just, people think that maybe changing the workout, you might be changing it to something easier. And uh, I would challenge you to try that and test that theory out. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. I can have someone that's just done sets of eight or some heavy, heavy bench press and I can put them down and make them do a really slow tempo push up, and I can kick their butt. And so, I mean, yeah. it just, or just change the range, change their body position or change. I mean, just changing things, whether it be changing the tempo, changing the, or so changing the speed, Mm-hmm. or changing the range of motion a little bit, changing your body position, everything can, it can, your body gets used to a certain thing. And so then it's really easier, not even whether you're getting stronger or not, your body's, your, your body's stronger in that position. And so it's going to feel easier, but if I can ch- you change a position or you change, change the, the, what you're doing, uh, it's going to be a lot harder. And so that'll actually bump up your results, but also just stop you from doing the same thing all the time. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. That's great, man. I mean, those, Man, I feel like those two pieces right there, as far as like being honest with yourself and making the time, scheduling out the time to to train, even if it's not how you trained when you're in high school or college. And, you know, just having that mindset of like just being flexible and adaptable because it's like, yeah, one of the things I love to do is train when I'm on vacation, you know, because it's like you get into a completely different set up. It's like, it's not my home gym. You know, I'm not going to be able to like do all the stuff that, that I like to do, but it's like, man, I still just love to get in there and sometimes just get a little training session in, you know, get a little mm-hmm. pump before I go to the beach or something like that, you know, and mm-hmm. just like have some fun. And it's like, yeah, just having, I think having that mindset of like making it engaging, but also making it challenging and being willing to like change things up, you know, is man, that's super, super helpful. So thanks for sharing that, man. Those are two just awesome, awesome uh, tips. And I think, you know, mindset, you know, pieces that I think will help a lot of people. So that's Mm -hmm. cool. You had another one too. What was the next one? Yeah. Uh, Well, the other one I I want to tell you would be, uh, so in my book, I have my top 10 list of excuses. I I put down Letterman style. So it goes 10 to one with some honorable mentions in there. Um, So just the favorite excuses I've heard people say to me. Uh, but in another chapter, I cover the excuses that, that are our enemy too. And those are what I, I call them the donuts. And so my chapter is how to be a donut slayer. And so, mm-hmm. and this come from um, my wrestling coach when I was in college. When I was in college, he talked to us about on our first day of wrestling practice. He talked to us about dragons. And so the dragons in his mind was everything a 19-year-old college wrestler could do to ruin this season. And so the ways, things we could be getting in our own way during the year, and he addressed them all. And so in the fitness world, I like to think of donuts in that same way, because donuts can mean they can be the best thing ever in a cheat meal, or for me, they can be the thing that just derails me completely Mm. off of my meal plan. (laughs) So they can be great or they can be terrible, which is how we approach it. And so Mm. the donuts basically are the curveballs that we don't see coming. 
And so like for you, the one you just said about a vacation workout. So maybe you go on vacation and you know there's going to be a fitness center there. And so you're planning on getting your workout in the fitness center. But then when you get there, you realize either they don't have a fitness center, it's closed, or maybe they just have nothing in it. Yeah. And so you have, you can either, you could easily just say, well, I don't have, I can't work out. I don't have a fitness center. Or you could come up with, you could use your brain and come up with a better way. And so it's really the, the how to become a donut slayer. It's really about just finding a way. And so I have, um, so at other way, donuts in my, in my book, I have uh, several donuts. I, I have uh, that come up a lot. And so uh, where it'll be just be the donut and then uh, the solution basically. And so one mm -hmm. of them is also a bad weather donut. And so you plan mm -hmm. on doing your run in the morning and then you wake up and you open the door and it's raining. And so, and that'd be an easy excuse, just not the rain. Or you could think, well, I'm just going to get wet. I could wear a hat, keep the rain out of my eyes and then go run in the rain. Or what's stopping you, right? I mean, you're just, you're going to take a shower afterwards anyway. And so that's a way to just do it, just to go run in the rain and do it. If you haven't ever ran in the rain before, I'd suggest doing it because I think that's great, actually. It's a very empowering run knowing that most other people opened the door and didn't go. And then you opened the door and found a way anyway. Mm -hmm. um, another one I heard a lot when I was writing the book that made my book was the sick kid donut. And so, <laughs> and so this is when a mom uh, is planning on working out after work and then she gets a call and her kid got sick at school and so she needs to come pick him up and so now her chains of, her plans have changed because she's working out she's gonna she's gonna have to find a way to work out because she can't go to the gym she's going home and working the rest of the day from home and mm -hmm. so these are just these are curveballs that get thrown in your way and you just have to find a way whether that means for her that means once she, her kid goes down for a nap she works out at home or even works out with her kid there and so however she but there's always a way there's always a way and you have the only tool you need to overcome it. And that is just your own brain. It's just, it comes a problem solving method. But if you just have a no matter what mentality that I'm going to get my workout in no matter what, I mean, it doesn't have to look exactly the way you wanted it to, but as long as you get it in, that's what's important. Those little consistencies over time of making sure you still get it in is what's important. I think that's awesome. And I want to interject there really quick about the whole parent kid thing. Cause it's not just mm -hmm. sick kids. <laughs> I hear this a lot. I've heard this from women I know. Oh my gosh, I'm breathing hard. I'm all sweaty. I don't want my kids to see that. Or, well, how am I supposed to work out with my kid around? And that's just something that I would love to just encourage our listeners. And I know both of you guys do the same. Like the best example you can set for your kids is you taking care of yourself. Because then in their mind, that's just normal. Like we work out. That's what we do. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and they're, they're being raised in that environment where mom and dad take care of themselves. And I think I've encouraged women that have said that to me, like, so what if your kid sees you breathing hard? So what? <laughs> that's what mm -hmm. everyone does when they work. That's what they're going to do when they go play their sport. That's not weird for them. And so what if you're sweaty? Like, that's okay. Or you know, again, your kid can be around when you work out, you may have to get a little creative, you know, careful with the weights, you know, if they're real young, but that's okay. Like when our babies were babies, we, um, like I would squat with them. I do squat jumps or I throw them up in the air, you know, the great arm workout. And it's mm -hmm. not always ideal and they're squirmy. And, you know, sometimes there's interruptions to the workout because you have to discipline or the kid falls down and hurts themselves, but that's okay. Like mm -hmm. do it anyways, whatever it is that you can get through and you've moved for the day versus nothing. So 
Yeah, I yeah. feel like sometimes just the the reward of knowing that you found a way and did it anyway, the, the mental strength that you get from that, from just mm-hmm. persevering and, and doing it. I mean, you get you get a lot from that. It's like pushing yourself through a hard workout when at the beginning you just wanted to quit, but you found a way to do it anyway. I mean, the the amount of mental, I mean, every work, I mean, there's going to be so many hard workouts in the future that are going to be easier for you to do just because you did that one that was really hard. I mean, mm-hmm. you found a way. Absolutely. Yeah, that that's huge, man. I, I I love that. Just talking about this this mindset piece, I think is huge, and really breaking down those excuses, those barriers, I think is so helpful. And like Jess is saying, you know, and this goes back to our conversation about community too. You know, how do we support our children? How do we help our children? It's by setting examples like this and having these conversations. You know, and like. Um, you know, just living out the values that we have as well. And I don't think you would talk to, to many people and hear them say like, well, yeah, my, my health is not a priority, but when you get to kind of the facts of the matter and ask them, it's like, well, how do you make your health a priority? How do you make your fitness a priority? I think that's what we're kind of diving into today, which I love because I feel like this is going to help so many people just from that intentionality standpoint, that conversation standpoint, the, the mindset standpoint. And, and I feel like that's a lot of times what's missing and what really keeps people out of the game just in terms of taking care of themselves is they think that it has to look this one way or it has to be the way I remember it before. And it's like, I think what we're finding here is like, you know, yeah, it can look a lot of different ways. And like, it's probably better that it's not always perfect because that prepares you for times when, yeah, things in your life are not going to be perfect either. So yeah, I always tell people that is a big red flag when they're looking for a fitness program is that if it's one size fits all. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's a lot of pro- programs out there where there'd be like a, uh, a six week challenge, a 12 week challenge, or, you know, 30 day, whatever it is. A lot of times one big challenge other other than it beginning with the end in mind and you know when the last day is when you start just having it be the exact same thing for everybody and a lot of those programs are it's like everyone that does the program you do the exact same thing no matter what fitness level you are what your schedule is what your goals are anything and that's it's just it goes back to that if fitness doesn't fit in your life it won't be in your life very long um it's just that, that that's a big flaw that's going to eventually uh, make it a temporary thing in your life and not a long-term thing in your life. It has the, what you're doing for fitness always has the fit in your life. Mm, yeah. Yep. That's good stuff, man. So yeah, as we kind of round the bend here, cause I think we're getting close to an hour and we don't want to take up all your time, man. But um, what I would say, my next question to you would be just kind of what you're working on now. I know you've got the book coming up, but like things that you want to share with our audience, you know, different opportunities for them to connect with you, be it in the gym or your speaking engagements um, or, you know, the book you have coming, which, you know, like you've talked about, you, you were really kind and allowed me to write the foreword there. I, I loved it. And I think, you know, a bunch of people are really going to get a ton of use out of that book because like you said, it's like, it's very, um, easy to absorb and apply and it's not you know while it's prescriptive it's not dogmatic and i think it's a it's a very balanced approach it's not saying like you need to change these 20 things at once it's like have you considered this have you encountered this you know do you struggle with this and so i think it'll be a a great resource for so many people but yeah let us let our audience know a little bit more about like what what you're doing now and, and how they can get connected with you yeah, well, if you like the 
what we've been our theme of today's podcast basically has been make fitness a priority and that's that's my theme every time i talk to, to anybody about fitness uh but if you want to know where you could start with that i mean i have the my first book i've talked about a lot but my second book is a six-week workbook and so basically i kind of created it i know I'd, it's ironic because i just said the six week and 12 week challenge but the difference between this workbook and other ones that you that you'll see out there is that this does not begin with an end in mind. And so the goal is not that within six weeks, we work you as hard as you can and get the most results as possible, just so it's not anything after that. It's not about how many results you get. In the six weeks, the goal is to figure out how fitness best fits in your life so that you can keep doing it long term. So this mm -hmm. needs this is designed to be the first six weeks of fitness being a priority in your life. And so that's how we created it. And so every week, there's six weeks and every week, um, you have three parts of it. The ones that's on mindset, one that's on nutrition and one that's on training. And then at the end of every week, you evaluate your week. And so it's kind of one of those things. It's just like you grade yourself on anything in life. It's like, how did, what did I do good? What did I do bad? What did I say I was going to do? What I didn't do. How can I do better next week? And so it's, it's one of those things, just the questions asked, get in the habit of asking yourself. So you can just keep getting better every week. Did I get my workout in? If I did, great. If I didn't, why didn't I? How can I next week? And then there's also, and then at the end of the week, there's a set yourself up for success part for the next week to kind of help you get through all your excuses. So you won't have the I'm too busy excuse because you schedule out your workouts. You won't, you won't have any of the excuses around nutrition that you normally would have because you're going to meal prep. It's just going to set you up for success. And so, but that six week challenge, I have a, I have a six week challenge that goes along with my workbook. You can go get the workout, the workbook and on Amazon, it's the make fitness a priority. It's a six week workbook to get out of your own way. I think it's called, mm -hmm. um, but it, it can just be a course to just go through yourself. If you want a trainer to go along with you, I have a six week challenge that you can find from my website and that's just make fitness a priority.com. So that's easy to remember after all we've talked about today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, make fitness a priority.com. This is the six week, six week workbook and you can get the six week challenge to go with it. Um, but that is a, but what I would, if you guys, if you guys don't mind, what I'd like to do is just, just share with the audience just a test I do at the very beginning of the book. And so just yeah. to give you, a, just to give you a glimpse of the value of the book. Um, so what I do, if you are somebody like myself, or in, in uh, probably 90% of the world, whose biggest obstacle is the I'm I don't have time excuse, um, then this is a little challenge. I, a little exercise I take people through that helps get rid of that right away. And so. Um, if you have something to write down with, you can write down while you do this. If not, you can just kind of think in your head, but there's just a few parts of this. So as I've been talking today, this, this exercise is called the fit list test. So we're going to make your fit list. And so as I've been talking today, and every time you've heard me say the phrase, make fitness a priority, who has come to your mind? Who are the people in your, in your mind when I, when you've heard me say, make fitness a priority, who pulls that off? Who in your mind, who are the names that whether you know or you know of them, who's come to your mind who gets their workouts in all the time, no matter what, who always eats right, no matter what, they always make fitness a priority. You know, what, what, no matter what they have going on in their life. Should we give you just a second to think about that? So while, while the audience is thinking, why don't you guys answer the question for me? Who, who comes to mind if I say, besides besides me other. of course yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 besides the two of us I, I think there is there's a lot of accountability between Jess and I you know and Tim has always been he will work out 
always drives me crazy, (laughs) (laughs) but it's really good for me because like he was saying vacations, which we don't vacation very often. Like our vacations are visiting my family up in Chicago or at my parents' lake house in Wisconsin. And that's great. Like that's really fun time for our family to be away. Um, but you always do something, Mm -hmm. even if it's like a 10 minute body weight, something or other in the morning. And that's great for me because it keeps me accountable and, I'm like, all right, I, I should get my butt out there to do that because, you know, yeah, I'm slacking if I don't because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> she's eight and a half years older than me. And man, if I can't do this and he can, mm-hmm. that's not so good for me. Um, but yeah, and we meal plan. I mean, meal planning is huge. We would not eat well if we didn't do that. And I think we... Yeah. Tim's always on me about like, what's our grocery budget and get creative. Like, <laughs> There's that. yeah. and then I plan everything and we do it and it just is what it is. Like we go to the grocery store once a week, we have our stuff. And yeah, story. we're, we're definitely lucky as fitness professionals. I'm, I'm surrounded with a lot of fitness professionals always come to mind when I ask myself mm-hmm. this question. Mm-hmm. So I have you guys, I have Kelly yeah. and I also have from some clients I've had for a long time and regulars that come every Saturday. I know that they always come to mind when I think of who makes fitness a priority. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so in my book, I talk about all the obstacles that we use as excuses. And so the obstacles that we use as excuses that this, I, it would be uh, whether I travel all the time for work or, uh, you know, I, I never know where I'm going, when I'm going. So it makes it hard to get in a consistent routine. I have a really stressful job. Uh, I have kids at home. I, uh, my kids have activities going on every other night of the week. I need to be there to support them. Uh, I'm a single parent. Uh, there's so many obstacles, so many obstacles that people use as excuses. And so of the people when you name the people that pop up in your mind that make fitness a priority, what obstacles do they overcome to pull that off? So are they single parents? Do they travel all the time for work? Do they have stressful jobs? Do they have, do they work long, crazy hours? Um, do they have multiple kids? Are they, um, that have activities going on sometimes on this, on the same night even. Um, so whatever, whatever it is, what obstacles do they have to overcome to make fitness a priority? And they, they always make, they always overcome these obstacles. And the third part of this is I want you to think about yourself and what obstacles do you face that are either tripping you up or when you do make fitness a priority, you overcome these. But if you're not at the time, these obstacles are tripping you up, but what obstacles are they? I mean, do they, do you work long hours? Do you have a stressful job? Do you, I mean, there's so many obstacles that we can use as excuses. I mean, we could be, we have an injury, an illness, um, some, so many things we can use. But um, and when you think about it, when you th- time to take the, take the time to think it out and list it out, uh, this can be powerful because then the next part of it is you compare your list. And so you compare the obstacles that get in your way and then the obstacles that the person that in your mind are your make fitness a priority heroes. And they always, no matter what, get their workouts in and make fitness a priority in your lives. When you look at these two lists, compare them, you'll see that there's just as long a list on both sides. Just, I mean, and then the lesson is, I mean, a lot of people take this test and then they kind of come back with the idea, well, if they can do it, I can do it. But uh, really the lesson is that everybody has obstacles and we're always going to and, and always. And so it could be as life goes on, those obstacles are, that we have to get overcome to make fitness a priority may change the list may change but there's always going to be things there and the difference between the two lists is the people that make fitness a priority in their lives they overcome all those obstacles every time because it's important to them and so they've dug deep on what their why is and so no matter what obstacles in there are in their way over time they always make fitness a priority because it's very important to them just just like it is with your family and your career mm. and so 
Love it. It's just a test I have people go through just to kind of get their mind right that, you know, I mean, you don't ever let anything get in the way of things that are important with your family or your career or anything else. And so you just have to start giving fitness in your life that same amount of importance. And, you, and when you think of the people that do, um, it, may, it makes it, it really shows you that anyone can. And so, mm. I love that. Yep. Love it. Yeah, that's so good because that's when you get to that level, like Jess was talking about earlier, I think you really get to the heart of the matter as far as, you know, what's important to people. And like you said, when you can figure out the, the why, you know, it's like what drives me to keep going to the gym to train. And then I think it even comes back. I was thinking about this this morning when I was working out before we got on this podcast, I was just like, well, what, how, cause I know you asked that question to your clients. It's like, well, how would I answer that? And like, my things are like, yeah, like it makes me a better dad, you know, in terms of being able to play with my kids. It like makes me physically capable to do that. And then it also, it sets an example for them. And like we were talking about earlier, like we know that like research even shows it's like when kids see their parents exercising and taking care of themselves, that improves their feeling of like self-worth and efficacy as well, you know? And it's like, I've you know been fortunate to be exposed to that in my profession, you know, but it's things like that and thinking about it's like, man, what do I want my life to look like in 20 years? I want to be able to walk my daughter down the aisle when she gets married, you know, and like, I want to be able to like lift my grandkids and things like that. And like, I want to take good care of like the 80 year old version of myself too. So it's like, I'm not going to just crush myself in the gym every day. Cause it's like, mm. I need this body for another 40 or 50 years, you know? Yeah. And so, but I mean, that stuff, man, I, I just love that you're doing that. And I feel like that, that's something that would, would serve so many people well to just think about those deeper whys behind what they do, because then it doesn't feel like just another thing on my list. It's one of those things that becomes one of your values, which is a completely different category than just a to-do. So Yeah. And I, I strongly feel that everybody needs a coach. So Chad, I love what you're doing because you are coaching in so many areas. It's not just what exercises to do. It's our habits. It's our nutrition. It's the lifestyle behind a healthy lifestyle. <laughs> How do we get there? And that's so important and much needed. Anyone in the Kansas City area, I encourage you guys to check out Priority Fitness and check out Chad because he is phenomenal. And, um, you know, I'm fortunate to be married to my coach and my PT, <laughs> my accountability partner. So, you know, I have that in-house, which is wonderful. But if you guys do not have a good support or good community or you're struggling, I mean, Chad, you're it. Like you are phenomenal mm -hmm. at what you do. Yeah. Um, we all need people to either switch up our workout either because it's boring. <laughs> you know, it's gotten mm -hmm. like, okay, go talk to Chad. Chad can switch that up for you and make things exciting again. Um, you know, you can help tell people what to do in the midst of COVID. <laughs> How do I work out at home? You know, there's all sorts of things. I think that people don't realize the value of having a great coach. Like we need sometimes people pushing us from the outside to meet our goals. And that's huge. So what you do is amazing. Thank you so much uh, for your yeah, time. Man, appreciate, we appreciate it for sure. Yeah, And guys, we're going to list everything in the show notes, all of Chad's books, his websites, um, check them out. Um, head to, to our, our page or Chad's page. If you have questions for really? any of us. Yeah, I know, but tell people where they can find you like on social media. Yeah. Um, make fitness a priority. Just a, mm -hmm. a dot, a dot after every word. That's my Instagram account. Make fitness okay. a priority. Um, and make fitness a priority is also my Instagram. And I have both or both uh, also my Facebook 
uh, the Instagram is just a dot after each one. My, my Facebook, there's just no dots, but then you can also find me, um, make fitness priority.com. All those Instagram, all the social media ones are linked on there also. Nice. Um, awesome. Cool, man. Well, yeah, like Jess said, man, it, it, it's great. We love talking to you online and offline. This, this has been so, so cool just to kind of dive deep on this kind of mental side of, of training mindset, all that, man. We really appreciate you, Chad. And, um, man, yeah, I would highly recommend, like Jess said, yeah, everybody check you out. So yep. thanks a lot, man. We'll we, have you we really on again. My pleasure. I want to dive more into nutrition mm-hmm. next time. That's a huge mm-hmm. topic as well. So we'll make sure we get you on again so we can have a conversation about that. That's a whole Absolutely. hour long <laughs> podcast in and of itself. So at least, at, <laughs> least, at least an hour. So <laughs> thank you so much for your time, Chad. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to the Healthy Kansas City podcast. If you like what you're hearing, check out all of our episodes here or at RestoreThrive.com. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes to help others find our show. Restore Thrive is the home to Kansas City's top physical therapy and performance training practice. We're all about helping active individuals and athletes get back to the activities and sports they love without pills, injections, or surgeries. At our core, we believe that you should be able to grow strong and age gracefully. So whether you're trying to get ready for your next race, ready for your next workout, ready to keep up with your kids, pretty much ready to win at the game of life. Check us out and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Restore Thrive. Until next time, be well, everyone.